Welcome to Kiwis and Dragons, a D&D adventure from Aotearoa, New Zealand, the home of hobbits. Our intrepid party of adventurers consists of Duncan Daynut, a fighter with a heart of gold and a brain of turnip. I, Grandma Daynut used to say, don't look in the mirror, you'll only see an idiot. <laughs> Undra Vermees, a drowned necromancer with a fascination of death and a mystery to solve. I dated a bard once. She was all right. Tish, Tish Dustlight, a gnome bard that sings like an angel and talks like a mugger in a dark alley. Babe, I love you so, and I want you to know that I'm gonna miss your love the minute you walk out that door. Please don't go. Yeah, I just, you know, miss you that much. Oh. I hear that song now. All I think about is um, Fruit Kitchen. Mm. Um, I'm sorry. I'm, I feel like I'm missing. Have I forgotten anything? No. 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 It's all good. No, we're good. Yeah. You sure? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. There's an echo in here today. Yeah. yeah. It seems roomier. No, I, I feel like there needs to be some stoic quote that doesn't quite make sense. You know, something about beavers in the wind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or you know, fish oh, in yes. ice holes. I don't know. That's quite, but that's often where fish would be found. Maybe yeah, like in the winter. Something like, about right? the pets in your cave, yeah. owls in your swamp. I don't know. That's it. Owls mm. in your swamp or mm. cows. Owls, cows, mm. boops a daisy. All of the above. There we go. We've done Shanker. Shanker. Ding dong. Do it. Do it. Was it Boom Shanker or was it Boom something no, else? Um, <clears throat> boom Shiva. Boom Shiva. Shiva. All right. Oh, I love that. Was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> so you have to do it every time you cast Accurate. a spell now. Muchas gracias. You join our slightly smaller this week party of adventurers. Unfortunately, oh, miss, missing someone, but uh, yeah, that's fine. Um, you join up. We join a slightly smaller group as uh, we find them split. There's one rule, I think, in Dungeons and Dragons that really you kind of feels like ingrained into people. But they go and do it, it anyway. I was reading this really cool... Uh, I was looking for a small Instagram post the other day and I found one and it was this um, by this really brave wizard. And it was something about uh, a mate of this brave wizard called Greg. And apparently Greg... And I, I was reading this. Greg didn't pay attention on the first day of adventure in school when they said... If there's an evil altar, Greg, you don't touch the evil altar. Apparently, Greg didn't listen to this wise, very sensible wizard and walked up and touched the altar. I don't know what happened to Greg, but... Boom, boom. I tell you what didn't happen. He didn't have a D&D podcast they had to keep the people entertained for. No. <laughs> no. Anyway, split. No. the party is split. Tish was whisked away through a... a, a a portal um, concealed as a mirror and a wardrobe by Williamo Green Sleeves and uh, um, Kitty DeLong, um, who you took a while to figure out, but yeah, you, under for aliases, you came to recognize them for their true beings, people from your past. Um, and they, they took you through this portal into this, this maze of mirrors. Under mm. who was with you in the tent and saw this, decided not to go and get her friends. 
Oh. But to heroically dive after you. You're awesome. Leaving Duncan and Shold with no Ooh. idea what's going on. But luckily, Morris was on hand. So, oh, yeah. having <clears throat> done his best to kind of yeah, yeah, get, get to Duncan's level, we've finished with him tapping the mirror and Duncan tapping it with his axe blade and that kind of <laughs> cracking as the mirror changed its kind of uh, texture and substance. <gasps> uh, something dawning on Duncan. Um, Tish, you with Williamo and Kitty and Andre, you wandering aimlessly around this maze of mirrors. We will start with you, Tish. Oh, neat! Having been led um, by, forcefully by the hand into this, uh, this maze, this hallway, this great building, there's uh, beautifully polished, clean mirrors in every angle, every wall, every door, every hallway, making it almost impossible to kind of realise where you're going and find yourself in this maze. Um, pulled along by Williamo, he leads you for twists and turns, very easily disorientated, and, and you find yourself um, five minutes in, having gone past statues and large hallways, and, and you, you find yourself in this kind of area that seems to be a square space where he kind of lessens his grip on you. Mm. A dish. I, I'm sorry, I forgive uh, myself. I should not be forceful with you, but... Well, if you'd have just let it go, and not... Why, do, why did you get so upset? Why did you ruin everything? It was very traumatic when you left me and the others at the festival so long ago, and I was very distraught, and it took me a long time to find myself and my new friends who I could trust, and so I'm just a little bit angry at you, to say the least. And now you're dragging me off to see some weirdo stranger. Well, you, you, you said you wanted to find out where... And why I made this decision. And, oh, and yes. Kitty's joining in now. She goes, yes, Tish. It wasn't just Williamo. Williamo. It was a joint decision. We had an opportunity. Mm. You would have taken it, I'm sure. Well, no, nobody asked me. So I have to trust that you made a great decision for just you two. And not worry about the rest of us. But again. Our family. Williamo turns around and goes, we did. It was a hard decision. Um... Well, not one taken lightly, but a decision that I made nonetheless, as I told you. But I will let you see for yourself why I made this decision. Quite nervous. See, and he turns around, and as you look around, he's not holding on to you anymore. And you look up, and where there was just gleaming mirrors of, of reflections, and you could see Kitty, you could see... Um, see uh, Williamo, you can see yourself. There is a fourth person in the mirror. Uh, this being very pale skinned, almost um, kind of a whitish complexion, kind of a whitewash, um, completely hairless, um, wearing this white cloak. Um, he looks over and he's just standing there kind of politely waiting his time, hands just kind of clasped together in front of him. Oh, I see you have brought me a new friend. Well, this is this is a good day, William. William, I uh, I have started to grow anxious that you would not return with fresh companionship. What is your name, young young being? 
I'm I'm uh, Tish and I'm a rock gnome and you are. Um, my name is Oster. Oster. Oh, Oster Polaris. I live here in this realm. Well, within the mirrors, you might say. It is a peaceful existence, and I'm quite happy. Do you live here by yourself? Oh no, not always. I have friends. They come to me. We talk. We share stories, but they never last. It seems I always need fresh companionship. And as you you look toward as you look towards him and engage him, you see these kind of what were dark eyes and this white kind of placid, kind of pastel skin, just start to kind of, there's this miasma about them, this kind of swirling kind of turquoise and blue that starts to appear in them. And he, and he looks at you, Tish, Dusklight, the rock gnome, would you like to join me? We have sh- stories that we could share. Uh, well, that sounds very nice, but I've got some friends Can that make I... a wisdom saving throw. Okay. <laughs> now, as a gnome, are you resistant to any forms of charm or anything like that? Sure. Uh, are you? Am I? You're going to make me look in the book, hey? I'm scared to... Wisdom, you reckon? Mm-hmm. Oh, the cool That's not cool. <coughs> that that was um, oh, that was dumb. I rolled a whole four, including my number. Mm, I don't want to be taken over. I want my friends. I also wish that I had my, my pages better. No, you're not. I'm but not. So do you, you have gnome cunning? <clears throat> oh, it's not. Um, uh, uh. Gnome traits, gnome cunning. You have advantage on all intelligence, wisdom, and charisma saving throws against magic. Real? Hmm. How do I know I've got it? Did someone write it down? So you do. Do I thought so because I'm a cunning little rock gnome. Do you want to make that roll with advantage? Yeah. So oh, that would be kind. Can't well, say I don't you, try. you doubled it. Yeah, so that's uh, a seven. Yeah. As, as you, you, you speak, uh, to politely excuse yourself from the the, uh, the the company that you're in, you you suddenly stop and you feel yourself being drawn into those eyes and um, they're very pretty eyes and they're very drawn. But then suddenly his tone is very kind of warming and welcoming and you just. You, you find yourself being very agreeable, uh, and then and then you you sense um, you someone come up beside you. It's, it's okay, Tish. Uh, he loves he loves singing. You, I think, would be the best person to sing him a song. I know you can. <coughs> Maybe you should you should go forward and see him. And you kind of hear this, and you're just drawn to the mirror. And then you're in the company of this being, in robes. Like through the mirror. It just it just happened. And you're in this beautiful room, chamber, and you feel just compelled to talk. And it's great conversation. Talking's easy, but this is freaking me out. But you're very comfortable in this companionship. But I'm not freaked out, okay. Um, and we will leave you there for now. Oh. Under that. Oh.
hello. As you make your way into the maze, mm -hmm. into this room, and these mirrors are absolutely pristine, but at the same time, you walk in and you stop, and it's, it's almost immediately disorientating. You kind of know that there's a corridor at the back of you. You can see the angles on the mirrors, but they're almost seamless. And you're looking, and you're left and right, and there's, is that a wall in front of me? And kind of like you find yourself putting hands out um, to the point where you almost don't want to look because you see reflections of yourself mm -hmm. at all sorts of angles. Uh, can you make a, a wisdom check, I think? Let me just check on that. Um, um, no, a wisdom perception check. Sure. Because at the same time you're doing this, you can hear voices off in the distance, <laughs> the faint. You think you kind of hear those dulcet tones of your friend and there's this chatter, but it's hard to make out. But That's a great role. It's one of the best roles I've ever done. Awesome. Eight. No? <laughs> and you, you, you kind of feel that they're coming forward. Um, roll, uh, just roll a d6 as you kind of make your way forward <gasps> and you cool. make your you start taking a direction this way so you move into this corridor here but your hands are out and immediately you're almost disorientated you're almost nauseated by the kind of the brightness of the mirrors as they all just kind of collect around you you have a wall and you can run your hands along it but um yeah, the minute it's you're a little bit kind of lost and not happy with not quite being able to find out, find where you're going. But you can hear this chatter and hear these voices. And you think you hear Tish saying, oh, no, 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 no. And then, uh, again, the voices go quiet. Uh, what would you okay. want to do? Uh, uh, ceiling. What does the ceiling like? It's like all the other surfaces. The floor so, is glass or polished mirror. Do they um, all go up? Up to, right up to the top. Right up to the top, so you see, you see kind of um, reflections down to the side, below you looking up, and, and it's almost like uh, you're going to get a headache if you look too closely at something. It's like, oh my god, I just want to close my eyes and it go away. Uh, okay. Um, can I? Um, can I cast darkness? Yeah, of course. Help. Can. You want yeah. to if you want to. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. So, um, magical darkness spreads <coughs> from a point you choose within range to fill a 15 foot radius sphere. And you're at the center of it? Mm -mm -mm. The point you choose is an object you're holding, one that isn't being worn or carried. The darkness emanates from the object and moves with it. Okay. Completely covering, so moves with me or. Is that what you read there? Magical darkness spreads from a point you choose. If the point you choose is on an object you're holding, okay. Yeah, it would move yep. with you. Yep, okay. So what do you cast it on? Uh, <laughs> what have I got in my hand? <laughs> Let me see. I suppose I could be smart and put a weapon in my hand and cast it on that. Hmm. I'll have my my rapier. Okay. We'll cast it on my rapier. So you obviously can't see now. You're in this enveloped, immediately in pitch black. 
like magical darkness, and you can't see the rapier in front of you from which it's cast on. How explain how that's going to help you in a situation, and what do you do with that? Because I can see, can't I? Because I can't have, see. I have the, I have Sorry. magic eyes. Uh, this is a this is a darkness that supersedes your ability to see in light and shadow. So the the um, the the the, the eyewear that you helps to so shade the bright light. It's magical. No. It's magical darkness. <coughs> it's an instant relief from the the mirror and the everything that's going on here. I um, love a bit of relief. So, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I think I will. I will carry on with the uh, with the touchy touchy. Mm-hmm. But I am so relieved. I'm so unstressed now. It is darker. And you're going to make your way forward? All of my senses are heightened. I can smell her. (laughs) I am down the alley. You make your way to a point and you're feeling along a wall and suddenly the wall disappears. So there's just openness. You're in the middle of this darkness with no kind of wall or, or anything going on here. Hold that for. Mm-hmm. Back in the tent, Duncan Morris is on the the perch of this mirror, tapping down, tapping down, and you reach out with your your axe and just tap tap it on the mirror, on the actual mirror itself, and there's, it just cracks and shatters and reforms and spreads out like a spider's web, and your axe just sinks in ever such a small amount. Well, here we go then. Dive through the mirror. She's like, no, 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 wait. Duncan! In my best Nordic voice. <laughs> oh no! It, 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 was, it was like he was in the room, wasn't it? Oh. That confused me for oh. a moment. I thought Christian had turned up after all. It's just like him. <laughs> and you wait for a second on the other side, assuming that Schold will bravely follow you. You wait for 10 seconds. 25, 30 seconds. Start juggling your axes. Any minute now. But no shot. Well, it's been at least three seconds. I wonder what's keeping him. Can I see the trail of blood left by Undra? Make a perception check. Oh, I forgot. You hit it out, Chief. <laughs> Ten. Just about. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> right, I'm going to follow that then. And you follow up to these beautiful doors. Big, big kind of glass mirrored doors. And you see this very handsome dwarf coming to meet you. Um, and, and, and as you come up the stairs, he, he's coming closer. Super handsome. He's got these two beautiful axes in his hands. Oh, he's um, just like me, except he's handsome. And he calls you handsome at the same time. Oh, I just waved to him, say hello. And he waves back, hello. Oh, they're quite friendly down here. But he's almost like at the same time as you. It's, it's strange. Oh, I'll open the doors to let him out. And you open the door, and he just seems to disappear. Oh, it's gone now. Let's go see if I can see where he's gone. In and then there's another dwarf right in front of you. Oh, I waved to him as well. Hello. And he waves back. Hello. Oh, I like this place. They're very friendly. <laughs> and then you realise that you're in this hall of mirrors, this room, this, and it's just 
brightly coloured and, and that very handsome dwarf that you're waving to is, is you. Oh, well I've still got to wave. Hello. Hello. Um, and this trail of blood just seems to be droplets leading on the, the only blemish in this, um, the, this kind of pristine area. Now as you make your way in, um, Undra, from your kind of moment of darkness, you probably would have moved a few feet further, um, but you hear somewhere, Hello! A familiar voice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Enveloped in darkness. Mm -hmm. What are you two doing? How far away does he sound? Oh, 50 feet. And as, as you move in, Duncan, it's probably fair to say at some point you'll get to a, this area where this very disorientating look about you. Now, um, you look, you come to the end of this corridor and you look one way and you see this massive black, pitch black area of darkness. And then, then this kind of strange kind of this, this mirror-like corridors all about you. You're not quite sure where to go or where to lead, but you can decide to go to the blackness or you can, I'm going to put one of my axes away and put one hand over one eye. Okay. Um, roll a perception check for me. Oh, that was really good. Wow. That was a 24. Yeah. You can see in front of you, with this darkness off to one side, there is a corridor that leads straight up. And it's, uh, you just managed to pick out the edge of this, this kind of, this mirror wall. And then there's this large opening to your right hand side, which you can just about pick out this edge again. And some of the, um, you're you using um, somehow with one hand over one eye, it's just easier to pick out the, the lines of where maybe the, the, the floor and the walls join. And you're just looking and, and you can see it quite easily um, mm. for the moment anyway. Tish, Undra, where are you? I'm here in my darkness. I am here, happy, in oh. my cave. Shall I, shall I come to you or do you want to come to me? I can come to you, my little friend. Okay, just follow the sound of my voice. I'm just going to keep waving to myself and saying hello. You sound as if you're about three feet away. Okay. <laughs> um, make a... Um, I walk a little in his direction. direction. Um, I'm going to say roll a d20. Um, and this noise is bouncing off these mirrors. You can you can hear him. I make make a um, I say make a perception check. And if you can, yeah, DC say is um, is ten. If you can, that's quite an easy DC for perception. It's good. Five. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. The noise is obviously bouncing off some of these angular walls and you 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 follow the the sound of his voice and Duncan you watch as that blackness actually just moves away disappearing and suddenly boom, it's gone and then there's just the hint of it just disappearing around right, I'm going to run after it okay you do and you you run to there and you get right to the edge of it you can just see it there, and it's just kind of bobbing away, moving away from you. Marco! Under it. <laughs> Marco! Fish out of water. Um, 
Oh, that could have been his saying at the start of the thing, couldn't it? Could have been something to do with a fish out of water. Uh, I've confused myself now. Um, <laughs> Very much so. I could but, just see a load of black. You. Could you see that as well, Undra? Yes, it is my darkness. Do you like it? Oh. Normally you keep that on the inside. Normally. <laughs> but these mirrors, that are offensively shiny. All right, shall I come to you then? Sure. All right, I'll just run into the darkness. <laughs> okay, cool. Ba-boom. Headlong into the darkness. Yes. Cool. I stop when I hit Undra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he impales himself on my rapier. <laughs> That's a good idea, actually. Oh. Make a dexterity saving throw. Five. You drop your rapier. Oh. And you can try and find it if you want. Yes. It takes a few minutes. You're on yes. the ground searching around. Suddenly it's like, you got that's Duncan's foot. Not sure what that is. Oh, it's a sharp object. Have, have picked what? up what you think is your rapier. That's my intellect, that sharp object. <laughs> it sure is. You, um, from it's the, lying next to his whip. From the, dawn, <laughs> from the darkness as you're, uh, you're discussing Duncan's wit, you hear voices get louder, and it's a quiet kind of conversation between a female and a male. Um, that's why I, I feel bad. Um, but she will be fine with him. She will keep him company for a long time, I'm sure, and he will be happier for it. But um, I feel maybe we we should go, Kitty. We must make our way back out of here again. Um, come, we will find the portal. Okay. And then the, the voices disappear. I, I, I run down there, and then I fireball through all of it. The glass, it will splinter. We will be saved. We will find our friend. We'll go home and have pie. Would you like to do that? I think I might. <laughs> Tell me exactly what you'd like to do. Gore. Give it a crook. Oh, no, I'm not sure. Yeah, about there. You know that, but what do you want to do? Oh, but they don't know where dish is. I can't see anything out of the darkness. No. Can I decide when my, my darkness spell stops? I mean, you can drop it as a bonus action, probably. I mean, there's it's a, concentration. You, yeah, so. you can drop it at any point, I'm sure. Okay. Um. That would be an action. Is it an action? No, not an action to drop it. Would be an action to do something else. So over there. Can we hear that they're now over that over that side? Uh, you can hear the voices now. I mean, I was very good at picking out where Duncan was, oh, yeah. so I'm sure I am spot on knowing that they're, they're now there. Okay. It, it's a, you, you're kind of pondering this and, and you hear mm -hmm. it. Well, what, what is that? Hello. Something. Someone else is in here. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but quick, we must leave. Hurry. And obviously, like Duncan having noticed this ball of darkness in this um, otherwise mm -hmm. ref highly reflected um, kind of room, they have also seen it. And, and then they get a polite hello. Um, noise just seems to bounce around and echo. Fireball them. 
Do we need to talk to them? I don't have anything to to tackle them with. I could not get to them in time. Mm, set fire to the whole thing? Hello, oh. we're looking for Tish. Have you seen her? Quick, quick, to the woman. Let's go. Fireball them. <laughs> so you, how do you, what do you do? They... Uh, so I, I, I run to the edge mm-hmm. and then I'm going to fireball. You drop, drop darkness or yes. you run out to the edge yes. of the darkness? Yes. So drop, drop darkness, run out, get to there, boom, and then you can just see them disappearing around this corner. Just where would you like to cast fireball? It goes around corners. And yes. suddenly the darkness it does. just goes, disappears. To, to here. Yep, right in front of the female. Yep. Okay, so. Can I see them? Yes, you can. See them scuttling around in this corner. I think this is a really good time. As you cast Fireball, um, that can be the first thing you do, and then we're on the too. We're having a wonderful conversation with Bostad. He is. How such old is he? A play- you can't tell. I mean, he's ageless. I'm ageless. I have been here for an eon. Just all only in this place. Absolutely. Yes. Do you not go outside and see people? No, oh, it is. I can't leave this this room. I see so much. I can see through mirrors. It is wonderful. You can see into other people's oh, mirrors. Yes, but not in a creepy way. Oh, you yeah, know that's good. Oh. oh, you wouldn't want that. No. no, but you've never left. No, I have not. I have to be summoned to speak through a mirror. Oh, yes, but anyway, I heard you are a great singer. Can you sing me a song? No. And, wait, I need to know some things. Like, are you the only one of your kind? I have. Yeah, I am a human. You're a human? I have been here for a neon and things have changed in me. I have learned so much from the, the, the arcane that have come my way and the books. And you look over and suddenly there's this, this massive shelf of, um, of uh, like a library of arcane books. And one open on the table it wasn't there before. It's quite magical, quite wonderful. And you continue Ooh, this conversation. Can I, like, have a look at his Fade books? Do I Back to you two. Trying to nick some books, but he stopped me. I mean, come <laughs> on. Some books? Um, what did we get, Doug? 38. Oh, sorry. Pardon? Sorry. Fire, fireball. Yes, my aid. Fireball. No, fireball. initiative. No, yeah. Initiative. Oh, 10 on the initiative. Oh, same. Oh, that's nice. Who wants to go first? You've got a higher dex, haven't you, Doug? Yes. I don't know. What's your dex? Four. Plus four. Plus four? No, you got the higher deck, so. Oh! Okay, they rolled a natural 18, plus one, so it's 19. But you got your fireball off. I did. Yeah, so you rolled a how much? 38. So I'm going to roll. Uh, what's your spell save, DC? Well, that's a very good question. One moment, please. 15. Okay, so she rolled a 14 plus two. Ooh. And he rolled a 14 plus one. So they both save, so it's half damage. You can do that, Matt. Mm-hmm. So it's only 19. 19? Yep. Big myth. Who said that? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> it was just a number that came into my head. I don't even know what it means. Yeah. You hear as this a massive eruption. And the light is blinding. It literally, the fire reflects off of every um, kind of angle and then you hear just this shattering of glass and scream of a woman and a man um, as they just, r- this, just a burnt through and as the flames settle, 
you see her dragging, limping around the corner and this trail of blood uh, as they use their full action to move around. Um, one, two, three, four. So they, they've both got enough movement and then they get around the corner out of your sight and that's what you see. This trail of blood follows them around. Um, because you decided to fireball, pretty much the whole area around you just shatters. Mm -hmm. And there are mirrors everywhere that are broken. Oh, you've got a bit of bad luck for that. Oh, but you've hey, me. my whole life is bad luck. Sorry, but I'm liking it. No. First thing that happens is the the nearest mirror to where this blood stain is, where you feel this epicenter is. This kind of this this creature just floats out of it uh, and looks at you, uh, and it's this very nondescript thing, a little bit like the doppelganger, but it's mm -hmm. kind of very pale and skin. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's got just eyes, these kind of deep black eyes, and it just it just looks at you and just moves ever so casually towards you. And Duncan, you hear this kind of like <laughs> as two what look like constructs step one right next to you as Undra's back is turned and another one off a pedestal over here. And they just kind of suddenly these oh. these statue-like creatures just <laughs> um, turn Ooh. to you and immediately look in your direction. And the other one just, they both pull weapons out. Um, you like, did the only thing not to do. It's Who my says? team. The bit of paper that says, <laughs> if someone casts Fireball, mm -hmm. this happens. Cool. Like, That's the know. name of the game. Smash it. Um, they will roll initiative as well, which we'll do. Um, and then they will go into the next round. Um, Undra, you're up. What else do you like to do? I would like to, because uh, this one's right next to me, yes? Yes, that's right. Uh, I would like to shocking grasp him. Go for it. <laughs> My rolls have all been amazing. It's probably <laughs> fine. <laughs> it's all going to work out just fine. What do I make a melee spec against a target? You have advantage on the attack roll if the target is wearing armor made of metal. It's exciting this moment when he's like oh, reading. Also... Just building the tension, eh? Yeah. Are you gonna crack it with your fire axe? Yeah. Are nice. You? Oh, yeah. You're a necrotic one? Or... Oh, I can hit it with both yep, of them probably. Oh, you're so Highly polished kind of splint metal. Um, yes. Yeah, still metal. Almost as reflective as a mirror thing. Yeah. Hopefully not for long. Okay. Okay. So, 14 plus... Uh, 14... Oh, jeez, that's a number. 14, 21. Oh. Nice. Off of the one right behind you. Yes. That's a good hit. Kind of, uh, well, as you cast the spell, what happens? Oh, that was 21 to hit, was oh, it? Oh, that was 21 that's to hit. That's not the damage. Oh, that's okay. not the damage. damage no, no, that damage. hits. That does that it. Hits. That hits. Sorry, um, I'm getting excited. You are getting so excited. Aren't we all? Um, mm -hmm. That's the one. So, one, 
D8 when you 2D8. Okay, 2D8 damage. So, as I touch it, lightning springs from my hands Ooh. straight into him, and they get a terrible shock. Ooh, that is, uh, that is uh, 11. Points, points damage. Nice. Of damage. Good job. Are you moving at all? Probably. <laughs> what is now in front of me over Shocking here? Shocking graph. Does that take away his reaction? Is that uh, something It on? is by touch. Me. The Duncan ready to go. Uh, on a hit, the target it can't take reactions until okay. the start of its next turn. Oh, so you can run away without it getting an attack yes. opportunity. Yes. Where would you like to move yourself to where you'd like to go? Uh, so are these things that are in front of us here, oh, yeah. are they gone? No, there's a, um, a little ghoulie mm -hmm. here. Oh. Oh, pretty. Coming your way. Just like, not a ghost, it's very solid, but he's got this very kind of like almost albino, whitewashed look to him. Uh, just kind of wearing this kind of like cloak over it. Um, is that wall still here? Uh, it is. It's broken and shattered. There's glass everywhere. Okay. Well, very carefully. I don't want to rip my dress. Uh, <laughs> I go between those walls there. So, ah, uh, yep. Yeah, so you're going this yep. way. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, just put yourself yep. there where you'd like yep. to be. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Duncan. Uh, here I am. I'm going to hit it with my axes. Yeah. What's it? It's just like a big statue type figure, aren't it? Yeah, it looks like a big warden or a guardian of some sort. Oh, that was a bit arse. Uh, 11. It doesn't hit nine. Right, I try with my necrotic axe. Oh, that wasn't much better. 16. That just hits. Whee! Just is good enough. Uh, mm, yeah, that's good numbers, five, six, seven, eight, eleven. Eleven points of damage, yep. nice. And then I'll try again with my fire axe, just to finish it off. Oh, and that was a 19, which is a crit for me. Yep. Six, 16, 20 points of damage on that one. Ooh. Ooh. As you wail into it and just like slam into it, concentrating in areas <clears throat> on its breastplate, and which are kind of particularly weak, you, the the first blow glances off, the second one strikes true, and you just find this you, all this weight swings with the um, the fire axe. It's not enough to kill him, but you rent a massive kind of hole through this breastplate armor, and at the same time you just hear this, and you see it, this um, this high pitch kind of shatter as this highly polished breastplate just um, breaks under the pressure and just Ooh. shatters out in a five foot um, a five foot cube which you are within and little shards of debris just <gasps> can uh, burn. Uh, no okay uh, five foot cube no, that's fine you will take damage at the start of your next turn if you remain there uh, enters the clouds for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there. It like cloud of daggers type thing. Kind of thing, yeah. Ooh. Will that happen if he's had the shocking yeah, grasp? Yeah, it's not a reaction. It's, not a reaction. it's, a, it's um, 
It's just what happens when you punch no, it. No, it is technically a reaction, and he can't take reactions. Um, but it's a natural thing that happens when he gets um, hit. He, he takes damage below a certain point. Mm. So um, I will not let you... You don't take damage this turn. So I'll give you that as your kind of break that you can't take damage from it. But okay. You kind of get the impression if you stay here real quick, uh, like, and if he kind of comes into combat to you, there's this kind of shroud of dagger-like shrapnel that's just hovering around him um, that you don't really think is a good idea to be near. Mm. Okay. It's pointy. Who is Toji Cloud? Are you doing anything? Moving? Staying? Uh, so it, it like surrounds him by five feet, does it? Yeah, so it's just kind of like just hovering around him, like very much like a cloud of daggers. Um, well, my natural inclination is just to stay there and take the damage and hit him. But <laughs> maybe I'll just back up to where Undra is. Yep, he doesn't take didn't attack of opportunity, so So uh, that's me out of this that thing now, is it? Yeah yeah yeah. Cool. Top of the round, those two have done what they need to do. The wardens go. So Well the monsters go. So the first thing, um this guy is going to move up here to within range of you and because he steps off his platform and he is going to going to attack you with his first attack Duncan it's going to be a 14 to hit no silly so he brings this um, this kind of scimitar up um, and just kind of uh, brings it this kind of sword down highly polished steel blade just kind of runs it into you and you just batting off with your, one of your axes. Second is a 17 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. Yeah. Cool. So, take five points of slashing damage and five points of cold damage. Oh, that's a bit chilly. That's it. And he just stands there waiting and he brings the sword up to attack again, readying um, the second one. Moves up, 5, 10, 15. Can't quite get to you on its turn, so it's going to hold there. Um, can't quite see you, unfortunately. And then this one is just going to... He doesn't... This one here doesn't seem to want to move too far away from a particular area. You're not sure why. Mm -hmm. As this is kind of broken frame, which is hovering around. Mm. Um, Ooh. What, like, like a broken mirror frame? Possibly, yeah. Ooh. Just um, mm -mm. make a wisdom saving throw for Can me. I? Or Is die. This... <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> what? Nine. Okay, you have a lovely conversation. <laughs> Somewhere in the distance you hear this. And a... Can you hear the drums, Fernando? A shattering, like a <laughs> boom, but very, very faint, and a, a shatter of glass and, and, and debris, but very faint, and you you kind of think, oh, the no, 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 Fernando. Sorry, Kelly. And you're just not distracted, and you're having a great conversation great with this time. person. Which is your favourite books, and what's your favourite songs? Oh, oh, well, I love this book here. This is a book of the history of, uh, history of dwarves, and how they oh. founded their sunken cities. But did you know, your people 
had dealings with them and he goes to a certain page and there's pictures of dwarves and he goes and there's history long delving into gnome, rock gnome and dwarf gnomes and how they got on back in the ages and Is there a bit in there about how they could do the um, ass on fire dance? It's crazy. <gasps> I've heard of this. I have seen it live several times. Oh, well, is this something I have not seen? I, would, I would very much like well, to see it. Do you do it? No, oh. but my friend Duncan can. Mm. Conversation goes on, it's quite lovely. It's quite lovely to talk about Duncan's flaming arsehole. Yeah, Andre, you are. Duncan, I have a terrible feeling in my waters that Tish is in some kind of terrible hell. <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, can I see both of them? Just one. Who are you looking for? Uh, these two. Oh, you can dudes. see just the one that's in front of Duncan, you can't see the other uh, one yet. Do I know that he's there? Can I see a reflection or is he. Oh, um, there's reflections everywhere, but in the heat so, of battle, and there's broken mirrors which are like cracked and shattered. So there's at the minute, what you have done is is make it a lot easier in this area to see. So there's okay. one solid Duncan. There's lots of cracked, shattered-looking Duncans, and and there's this one solid-looking <laughs> guardian. Um, okay. And my, uh, can I just ask my friend, my new friend Oster, Oster, He's not like phased. He's all chill. Nothing's yes. freaking him out yet. Yes. Mm. Um, can I uh, uh, can I get an arm around uh, Duncan to acid splash this fellow? Just here? go over yeah, the top yeah. of him. Okay. That's arranged. Okay. Yeah. Is it? You could probably just go over the top. Through. I don't want to get your hair. Range area sixty feet. Save your reach around for another time. That's I what know. I always say. I know. Uh, so that's two T six damage. Which is a whole seven. Seven points of damage. Seven points of damage. Right, it really helps. He's looking pretty rough now. His armor's in an absolute mess. Some of the, the shards are dropping down. Um, I hold Duncan as a shield. Yep, you do very well. <laughs> but, and and, and you, you kind of see kind of parts of armor falling off now and, and this solid, like, hard mass underneath that is seen you know, chipping away and, and you know, some of it's disintegrating, but yeah, he's, he's pretty beat up. Okay. Any movement? No, no, I just hide behind Duncan. Okay, Duncan, you're up. Oh, all right, here we go then. Right. Oh, it goes a lot faster for some reason today, yes? I don't yeah. know what it is, but... Uh, I don't uh, know. I'll, yeah. I'll just hit him. <laughs> you move within range? Oh, has he still got the, the spinny... Oh. No, I'm going to magic missile it. Oh. <gasps> With your special wand? With my special wand. Oh, you're so cool. So, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to uh -huh. throw wood. How high is the ceiling? You're not quite sure. It's hard to tell. Alright, so I'm going to throw, spin my axe into the air. Pull my wand out, magic missile oh, it, store my wand, and catch my axe when it comes back down. That sounds amazing. Can you make a dexterity check, please? Yes, I can. In slow motion in the background, I go. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry. Right, I might just use luck on that one. <laughs> How many times can you use luck? I can use it three times. <laughs> oh, that's slightly better. Uh, what was it? Dexterity saving throw, just so to dexterity check. dexterity check. Uh, oh, acrobatics, if you wish. Oh, yeah, that's better. 16. Oh, yeah, no problem. Oh. And you just hear this, like, 
tick as it the blade just scratches the surface and comes back down but in the time you pull out your wand and you're like like quick in the dead and bolts fly out and you you kind of twizzle your wand as you um, come back in twizzle. back in in the holster boom hold your hand out and the axe just goes boom. it's like awesome uh, i'm quite impressed myself on that one <laughs> <laughs> right yeah even the monster deserves that that was good damage as well it was the other one's uh, like his man goes oh fancy like 13 points of magic missile damage. Oh, and with that, the, as they kind of all impact, this, this like blinding shatter just... <laughs> can the two of you just make a dexterity saving throw, please? As he absolutely explodes into shards of armour and solid glass or crystal or whatever it was that was underneath him. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. I will have to go because my dice are broken today. <laughs> we'll just stop right there then. That's enough. Um, Eight! Um, <laughs> dex- dexterity, 13. Cool. Take five points of slashing damage and you oh. take um, half, so I'll say two for you, Duncan. Cool. Ow. Oh. Right. You do do. Um, it's the second one's go. Now, what you didn't realize. Oh, oh, I've still got a- the rest of my go, have I not? That was yeah, just... you used your action to cast. Oh, no, yeah, that's right. You got your of... movement. Oh, oh yeah. Because I only get one attack with my magic wand, don't I? Okay. No, that's all right. I'll just stay there then. This one whips around the corner, so he's dead. Exploded. Kaboom. Kaboom. This one seems to just dart around the corner with a unusually quick gait to him. The other ones seem to just And the way he moves is just, it's hasted, it's quick, it's nimble. And he moves around, around to here, and he gets in line with you, Duncan. Um, he is going, that's an action, so he's not gonna do that, but he... So, it's has normally two on an attack action because it casted haste on itself at the end of the last round that's why it didn't move fully into you um it comes into and it's instead of two attacks it'll get another action so it'll get four attacks all on you dunk so the first one there's going to be a 11 to hit no second attack is a natural one no and he's just like, they're like, they're so quick, but you just automatically like, boom, boom, duck them off. Next attack is um, 13. No. Fourth attack is um, an 18 plus five, 23. Yeah, that one will get me. But I dodged, I dodged the first three, because like, I was still so impressed with myself. Yeah. That's five points of slashing damage, and uh, three points of cold damage as a similar looking scimitar just kind of finds purchase in, in your kind of upper shoulder and you just it cuts through and then you just feel this burning kind of heat that just suddenly morphs into this kind of cold um icicle kind of feeling oh no what are you taking away <laughs> as he's doing that he's moved up to within you and he's pushing up on on you duncan and tish yeah. Can you make a wisdom saving throw? Please? Sure, because oh, that's gone really well for yeah. me. My any, any time you want to make that, that would be brilliant, eh? Mm. Oh! Ooh. Um. Uh, 
14. You hear kind of, you look over and there's like, there's this kind of like show going on over here and it's really like, there's people fighting and almost like you're looking through a window to another room and, and Oscar's like, you feel his hand on shoulder goes, oh, don't trouble yourself. Sometimes um, images appear, um, illusions as it were, um, but you are asking about books. I have this particularly fantastic one to show you on the, uh, the artistry of creating magical instruments that can imbue sorcerer's powers into their strings. Would you like to see? And he shows it to you and you feel inclined to look oh. um, and, and talk about times where, and, and you, you want to tell him about your magical crown or what makes you a queen. And, like you, because yeah, yeah. I'm a queen. Yeah, yeah. But you're know? just drawn to conversation. Um, Fade out. Unhappy. Top of the round. So unhappy. Under. In reading. Yes. Queen. Uh, okay. He's right in front. Yes. Um, what are you going to do? Well, I think you can do it at the start of the next session. Oh, do <gasps> What? <gasps> God. Hold that thought. Damn. Cliffhanger. <laughs> and what, what did you say, Shold? Oh, I know. It's awesome. Oh yes, how's Shaw getting on? Don't know. Oh. A cup of tea. Or a glass of no, milk. A kombucha. A kombucha. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Tell you it's a relief not to have to drag him around here. Yeah, he's probably, probably be asleep somewhere. He's probably like asleep anyway. Yeah. 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 Yes. Oh, excellent. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Um, do check us out on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube because I'm still putting them up on YouTube Yay. and they're quite funny, some of them, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I make myself laugh when I'm editing them. <laughs> I've forgotten some of the things that happened. Anyway, uh, thanks, everyone, and we'll see you next week. Oh, and before we go, there's this awesome thing going on. and You've got a second, um, Gareth, to tell some everyone what's going on at um, Toy Toy in a couple of weeks. Oh, yes. So on... I want to say the 30th of October um, at Toy Toy in Hastings, I'm launching uh, my new novel, Tarquin the Honest, The Hand of God, which is about my D&D wizard, Tarquin the Honest, who is an absolute hero and legend. Um, so we're going to be launching it. You've probably it. heard of him. Yes, you've probably heard of him. He's, he's a legend. Um, and then um, straight afterwards, we're going to be playing a big D&D game. So if you want to play in a massive D&D game, we're going to have about 60 people playing D&D, which would be fantastic. Um, sign up, um, get your ticket. They're only $10 at the Hawks Bay Arts Festival um, website in the Readers and Writers section. That'd be awesome, don't you? Get involved, everyone. But yeah, as I say, we'll see mm. you next session. Come see and join us. So, yeah. <gasps> and if you're a fan of Dungeons & Dragons, do come along to Tarquin's Dungeons & Dragons Multiverse Extravaganza, which is part of the Hawke's Bay Arts Festival under the Readers & Writers section. Tickets are $10. It takes place on Sunday the 30th October at 5 o'clock to approximately 7 o'clock at Toy Toy, the Hawke's Bay Arts and Events Centre. Um, so check out the website or look at our Facebook page for details. Come along and play in a massive Dungeons & Dragons game and meet the legendary Tarquin the Honest. <laughs>